Hey guys, welcome back to Season 2 of the Asian Hustle Network Podcast, where we dive deep into stories of Asian entrepreneurs around the world. Be sure to check out our book, Uplifted, Journeys of Abundance, Community, and Identity, and check out our directory and marketplace at AsianHustleNetwork.com. We hope you enjoy this week's episode. If you like this podcast, don't forget to leave a five-star review. Hey guys, welcome to the Asian Hustle Network Podcast. My name is Brian. And my name is Maggie. And we interview Asian entrepreneurs around the world to amplify their voices and empower Asians to pursue their dreams and goals. We believe that each person has a message and a unique story from their entrepreneurial journey that they can share with all of us. Hey everyone, welcome to another great episode on the Asian Hustle Network Podcast. Today we have Sahar and we have Hannah. Sahar and Hannah, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having us. <laughs> so from my understanding, Sahar is a high school senior and Hannah is a high school junior. And you guys are very impressive because you were introduced to me by Tanya. So I'm super excited to kind of get started. Can you guys tell us a little bit more about yourself? And we'll start with Sahar. Yeah, sure. I'll go first. So my name is Sahar, like you said. And yes, I am a senior in high school, but I'm also the CEO of Delicious Co., which is our student company here. I was born and brought up in Houston, Texas, and I've lived here my whole life. A little bit about my background. So my parents actually moved here from their hometown in India right before I was born. So sort of as I'm sort of a first generation student. And because of that, the values of dedication and the importance of education has always been ingrained into my mindset from day one. My parents' lives in India, I would say they weren't exactly top notch. My mother was actually brought up in one of the most poverty-stricken areas in our town. And she helped out with her father, my late grandpa, his business. And then my father worked as an auto rickshaw driver, which is like the Indian equivalent of a taxi. Both only went to high school. And after marriage, they came to the U.S. So I'm eternally grateful for the life that I have here as a result of, you know, their hard work and all the sacrifices they've made to sort of build this, this life for us. We recently bought our own house just two years ago. And before that, we lived in an apartment. So overall, I feel like a lot of my character sort of stems from appreciating the humble moments in life. And one way I like to remember that is by always telling myself that, you know, in order to reach the top, you have to start from the bottom first. So that's just one important value that I always that I've always carried with me. That's awesome to hear. We have a lot of similarities. So the joke in my family is, oh, yeah, like, me and my brother are both really strong because our grandparents are all farmers, <laughs> like physically gifted. I'm <laughs> just kidding. Um, Hannah, let's hear about your introduction, your story. All right. So hi, I'm Hannah. As you said, I'm a current junior in high school and I'm currently the head of marketing for our company, Delicious Co. So I was actually born in San Jose, California, but I moved to Houston, Texas at the ripe age of just two years old. And I come from a Taiwanese family. So I'm also a second generation citizen, along with my older brother, who goes to college right now, actually at UT. We were raised in a household kind of full of culture and, you know, traditional practices like celebrating Chinese New Year and Lunar Festival and all that good stuff. So, yeah, I think that both my parents and my brother kind of shaped me into who I am today because I've always had them to kind of look up to and had them when I needed to talk to someone. And I always try my hardest to adopt the really good things that I see in them into my own. Awesome. Already I can tell you guys are both come from very humble beginnings mm-hmm. and you guys are very talented. So I want to hear more about Delicious Co. What is Delicious Co? Yeah. So I can start with a little bit of background. 
So again, Delicious Co. is a name that is stemmed from a combination of two things. So Dulles High School is the high school that we go to. So we use the Dulles part. And that's also combined with the term delicious. So together that makes Delicious Co. And so the original founders who started this company were they sold candy grams and candy packages around school. So I think that's where the delicious came from. But as delicious kind of evolved over time, we began creating viable products that served as solutions for everyday needs. And we kind of slowly incorporated sustainable values into our products. That's really really awesome to hear. Uh, To expand on that a little bit, we've done... We've done various things, everything from greeting cards that we made. We call them bloom cards. And they were basically greeting cards made out of seed paper. So if your friend gifted you one of these greeting cards that they wrote a little message on, maybe after some time, after you read the message, you could tear up the greeting card into little pieces and plant it and water it. And then it would grow into a flower. So then every time you know you watered the flower, you think of your friend who gave you the card. And we've also done things like, like a saran wrap that we made out of beeswax that we called hexa wrap. So that was sort of to serve as a more eco-friendly substitute to plastic wrap or, or, uh, or saran wrap. That's really awesome to hear. And the fact that I really like the fact that you guys are focusing a lot more on sustainability stuff, because mm-hmm. I feel like we're now seeing the effects on that, on the environment, right? We see like a lot of the world's rivers are polluted, we're seeing changes in our climates. And that's strictly my opinion, because I know there's people out there who don't believe in that. <laughs> Where did the inspiration come from, right? The whole concept of sustainability, like how did you guys learn about it? Was it taught to you as by your parents, things that you saw, or by people that you work with? Like, why integrate that into your business? Right. So, Hannah, I'm not sure if you've uh, taken this class yet, but I took AP Environmental Science last year. And that class sort of taught me a little bit about the issues that were going on. But before that, I was already a little aware of the problem with our planet. And I guess part of it just comes from, you know, what I've read, like, or heard about in news articles or just on the TV and how this problem, even though it might seem small, is sort of growing bigger and bigger every day. And the bad part about it is even though a lot of people are aware of the issue, the real problem stems to the fact that they don't exactly know what to do or what they can do to help. So that was part of our mission here at Delicious Co. is sort of to create eco-friendly substitutes or not so sustainable products that were easy to use in your daily life, that were affordable, um, and then the, of course that they were sustainable. So Hannah, do you have anything to add on to that? Yeah, I would like to say that like as Gen Zers, we are kind of we're kind of constantly on social media and stuff, and I see a bunch of news articles that are just talking about how climate change is just getting progressively worse and nothing is really happening about it. So I think with also the history of Delicious Co kind of revolving around sustainable values, we kind of just wanted to continue this trend this year. So that's why we continue with eco-friendly products. I love that. I like that a lot. And thank you so much for thinking about that. I know Gen Z is a generation that's hyper aware of these issues and you know making a huge difference to address them. Out of curiosity, I want to start with Sahar with this. How has building Delicious Co this past year help you grow as an entrepreneur and as a person? Yeah. So I guess because I've been a part of Delicious Co since my freshman year of high school in a way. And so over the years, I've seen it grow. And one thing I've sort of noticed is although we are a business and we're selling products and as a business, our whole purpose should be to make money. I feel like Delicious Co is unique in the way that we try to sell more of an idea than just a product. So one example I can give is with our product for this year. It's called Case Eco, which is like an eco-friendly case. So Case Eco. And that idea sort of stemmed from a personal issue that I faced in my life. On my phone, I used to use these silicone cases and I used them because they were cheap. You know, they were easy to access. So I would use them all the time. And I noticed they were chipping and cracking along the edges. And, and so I had to keep 
replacing them over and over again. And then I would throw the old cases away. And obviously, as someone who's a big believer of sustainability and using eco-friendly products, I realized that these silicone cases weren't exactly good for the environment. So then the team and I got together and we started brainstorming for a solution that we could come up with. And that's just sort of how Caseco was formed. And we also, while we were doing a bunch of research, found out that 30 tons of plastic comes from phone cases alone. So approximately 1.5 billion phone cases end up in the ocean every year. And that translates to the, the 30 tons of plastic. So that's how Caseco was born. And so in one way that I think we've grown is in the fact that we've come to recognize problems or face situations in our daily life and then had that need or urge to find solutions for them, solutions that other people could relate to and also implement into their lives. I mean, everyone has a phone case, right? So for them to be able to replace their phone case, whether it be made of plastic or silicone with our with our case goes, which are made out of wheat straw and are sustainable and compostable. That's sort of one small step we're taking into, you know, encouraging sustainability into the lives of others. So that's one way I would say that we've grown. It's just finding active solutions to problems in our lives. Awesome. Hannah, you want to add on that? Yeah. So I, like Sahar, have been in JA or Delicious Co, a part of Delicious Co since I was a freshman. So over the years, I've become an officer and been part of the kind of organize or uh, the officer level. And I think that really just helped me grow my leadership skills. And I would say that as a freshman, I was a super introverted person through, you know, being running a business and being kind of an entrepreneur for this type of company. I've really grown to be more communicative. And I think that that's a really important part or factor of being successful in the future is being able to communicate problems or being able to talk to your partners. So I think that overall Delicious Co has really helped me grow as an individual. And I think that, yeah, it contributes to overall my success in the future as well. Yeah, you're absolutely right with that. Communication is always key. And I think the hardest part about communication is not having the easy conversation, right? It's like, it's not having a conversation, oh, wow, things are going well, or hey, can you help me do this and that? It's having the really hard conversations. Hey, our company is not doing well. Like, how can we make, how can we write things or make things better, right? Or like, hey, you're not really doing your work. Like, how can we help you become successful and motivate you, right? It's about communicating those things as well. So I call it the good, bad, and the ugly sometimes because that's what makes a leader very successful you know, especially in business. And I'm happy that you guys are, are aware of that skill set because it never really goes away for the rest of your life. Like you have to be able to communicate really well, which is a really underrated thing, right? The more people you work with in life, the, the more you realize that not everyone else's skill set. And for you to go above and beyond to be able to communicate is a big deal. So yeah. I'm going to ask you guys a very hard question. And that question is, what do you think is the key to success and becoming a successful leader? And we'll start with Hannah with this question. Yeah, so I guess kind of going off what I already said, again, communication is such a huge factor of, I think, success in general or success as an entrepreneur. And I would say also kind of surrounding yourself or finding a really solid group of people that have the same values as you or are easy to work with is a really important part of being successful in the future because everything kind of relies on collaboration in the real world. You know, you're just collaborating all the time with people around you. And I can easily say that this year we were really fortunate to have a, an officer team that was, you know, 100% devoted and 100% committed to our values and everything that we wanted to accomplish from, you know, going to pitch competitions and getting prepared for all of that to farmers markets, selling at farmers markets, or kind of the back end things like our website and stuff that customers don't really see. I think that we overall were a really devoted group of people. And I think that was a huge significant factor into how we were able to be so successful this year. Amazing. 
Sahara, what is one key to becoming successful? As cliche as it sounds, never giving up. I think it's really important, no matter where you start from, whether you have like very few resources or whether you're just starting a business from scratch, it's not going to get anywhere unless you actually want it to get somewhere. So it's very important that you channel your passion into dedication and channel it in a way so that you know that no matter what obstacles you face or what comes your way, that you'll be able to overcome it. So that's what I would say is the key to success. Yeah, I I wouldn't say that's cliche at all. I would say that's really accurate. Not giving up is a huge part of it, right? Because as you guys know, or kind of do know by now, business is very difficult. And it's difficult because of a lot of factors, right? The changing landscape or the pandemic or like the cost inflation increasing your supply chain stuff. Like you have to be able to maneuver all stages of your business, right? And as a leader, like people look towards you guys as set examples. How's my leader handling the situation? Because as you guys are building your company and eventually I will hope become real life entrepreneurs like after high school, you realize that the crazy thing is like your personalities is emulated throughout the entire organization. If you're the type that gets angry pretty easily, you really realize your employees get angry, right? And that's the part of the culture that you build, right? And the fact that you guys are able to, to think about that and be aware of the communication and never give me up, it's a big part of entrepreneurship, right? And I told the previous uh, guest on this podcast too that I hope you guys re-listen to this podcast after college, Right. And think about this, the things you're seeing on this podcast right now and how much you have retained some of the stuff you said and continue growing on top of that. Right. Because it's remarkable. Right. It's the thing is like the real world are always sort of pounding you to the ground, regardless of what you do in life. And sometimes that breaks people. Sometimes it changes people. But as long as you remember why you do things that you do, you're going to be able to continue pushing forward no matter how hard it feels. So shout out to you guys. So the next question I have is, I mean, this is kind of targeted towards the heart a little bit, but what are your goals when you get to college? What do you hope to accomplish as soon as you start your four-year college at, I think we mentioned earlier, probably UT Austin or hopefully Cornell, right? Like what are your goals when you get to college? Although I am very passionate about business, you know, and entrepreneurship and, and delicious co, another passion of mine has been the field of healthcare. And I know these are like almost two extremely opposite things, but I've surprisingly found a lot of similarities between the two. One example will be discipline, you know, with healthcare, going through a rigorous education in undergrad and then medical school, that obviously requires a lot of discipline in terms of studying, meeting with professors, talking with other people, practicing, but discipline also comes in play in business in the sense that you have to make sure that when you're assigned a task that you get it done and you get it done to the best of your ability. When you have a meeting with someone, you prepare and arrange everything you need for the meeting and then, you know, communicate with them properly. So I've sort of seen discipline play a role in both of these things. And I guess that's where I sort of formed the connection between the two. So my goal, I guess, would be in college to pursue healthcare, which is one of my passions, but also incorporate everything I've learned from JA, from Delicious Co., from the student business, sort of merge the two together to be able to, to pursue everything that I like. That was a great answer. I like the fact that you mentioned that you want to pursue everything you like, right? And I I think that people forget that human beings are multifaceted. We can be good at a lot of things at the same time, right? And like, I have a few friends coming onto the podcast really soon that are doctors. Like they're doctors and they're also TikTok influencers. 
Right. So they they do surgery during the day and at night they make TikToks and they sell candles on TikTok. So it's like you can be good at multiple things at once. Right. And you, I fully believe that you shouldn't pigeon yourself into one one stereotype of like, oh, I'm only a doctor. That means I'm bad at finance. Right. Or I'm only this because I'm bad at that. Right. No, like you're, you can be good at a lot of things at the same time. And I, I think it's great that you're able to to realize that that things are very transferable. Right. And that the root of success, in my opinion, is one discipline and two being consistent, right? You can't quit. You have to keep moving forward, but don't be confused with taking breaks. It's okay to take breaks because breaks are good for your mental health, right? But just stay consistent. Don't give up and keep pushing forward. And Hannah, I want to hear about what are your goals for Delicious when eventually you take over it as, I believe, CEO in yeah. senior year of high school. What are your goals for Delicious Co.? Um, I think my main goal is to kind of like expand our impact because so far we've kind of just been selling locally and just a little bit kind of nationally, but not too much. So I think my main goal is to kind of just get Delicious Co. out there and, you know, get other people to kind of recognize our company. Yeah, I feel like that's my main goal. That's awesome. And what have your parents said about working on this project and knowing that college is around the corner? Have they been very supportive? Have they been very skeptical? How have they, they supported you along the journey? You want to start with Hannah? Uh, yeah, I would say my parents are very, very supportive of everything that I do. Not only just the company, but, you know, in schoolwork and school environment, stuff like that. They were just always there for me. I would also, I think that yeah, they've always just kind of been there for me and they've been super supportive over this company in general. Like every single time I need to ask them a question, you know, I'm not the most fluent in finance or anything like that, but my dad is has a financial background. So anytime that I kind of need help asking him something in relation to money or kind of numbers, I would go to him for that and he would, you know, gladly help me. And I think that has been a huge actually factor of our success as well. It's just the support surrounding our company as a whole. Love that. I like that a lot. And Sahar? Yeah, I would also say that my parents are really supportive. I will say that at one point, I feel like they didn't exactly think we could do what we're doing right now, that they might have underestimated us a little bit. But I feel like they've also seen us grow from, you know, selling our little phone cases around school to eventually being on stage at pitch competitions and gaining funds from investors for our company. So the physical growth has definitely been noticeable, but so has the mental growth in a way. And I think they've, they've also noticed that. So yeah, I feel like they're really proud of us now <laughs> and they are definitely supportive. Yeah. I love that. I like that. It's funny because that reminds me of my story too. So I, for those of you guys who don't know, I used to work as a software engineer for about nine to 10 years. And then I quit my job to become an entrepreneur. And then my parents didn't talk to me for five months, yeah. right? Because in their mind, it's like, we worked so hard for you guys. We sacrificed so much and you're going to leave your comfortable job, pursue uncertainty. But the thing with Asian parents is that they always want you to be happy, right? And the only thing that makes them feel more comfort is if you can generate income <laughs> regardless of what you do. That's really what they care about. Can you support yourself? And can you be happy with what you do? Right. As soon as I demonstrated that, they're like, oh, wow, like you can do it. And the story about your parents underestimating you, it might be a parent thing, but like even when I quit my job in my 20s, my, my parents were like, you're going to fail. <laughs> like, oh my God, what is all these negative, negative thoughts? But over time, they learned to support because they realized how much I wanted it to happen. Right. And that's the thing with success too. It's like, I feel like you want it bad enough, you'll make, you'll make it happen. Right. You'll think about it all the time you make the right moves. 
not exactly right moves all the time, but you make moves to get to where you want to get to. Right. And that's a huge part of what it takes to become a entrepreneur and shout out to you two so much for, you know, running delicious co. And I'm super excited to see where where it's going to be in a couple of years. Thank you much. Of course. So as we're ending, nearing the end of the podcast, I want to ask two questions. The first question is, what advice would you give to another high school entrepreneur who wants to pursue their passion and join the clubs that you join? Let's start with Sahar. Uh, yeah, I can start. So in my specific case with Delicious Co. in high school, the times you'll usually find yourself working together with other people is like when it comes to a group project or some kind of a group assignment. And most of the time, you know, you'll get together with your friends do the project, have fun, and it's over. But with Delicious Co., when it came to forming this team that had a vision for a business, for product, for selling and getting out there, you'll have to learn to work with people, other people. You'll have to form those friendships, form those connections, and adapt to each other. And I'll be completely transparent and honest. Um, Hannah and I, as sort of like the two leading figures of Delicious Co., we've had our fair share of arguments, fair share of disagreements. But we've always come to the understanding that, hey, we have this vision, right? Whether it be, oh, we want to get to nationals this year, or we really want this to be successful, or we want to, we want to make ourselves stand out. Whatever things that we found ourselves agreeing on, we found that to be the solution to the issue. So in that case, being honest is very important. Being transparent with the person you're working with is really important. And being able to put in that effort to form a connection is important. If you have a disagreement, Never feel afraid or be afraid to, you know, be the bigger person and ask for forgiveness or take the first step or making an apology, you know, and whether it's Delicious Co. or a healthcare club that you're joining or a dog walking club or, you know, recycling club in school or any activity or extracurricular that you're pursuing, be prepared to work with other people. And whether it's small or big, be prepared to work out disagreements or arguments and, uh, you know, sort of form that that teamwork and collaboration skill within yourselves. Of course. And Hannah, what about yourself? Um, I would say I really agree with what Sahar said, just open communication all the time. But also I feel like risk-taking as well, just kind of not being afraid to do what you want to do. I remember even last year when we were kind of starting out, we weren't too sure if we wanted to do like an e-commerce website or anything, just because it seemed like a lot of money to invest in especially as starting out as a small company. And we didn't know if we wanted to do that, but we ended up beginning a e-commerce website and that actually really helped us on our sales. And even in my own personal life as a freshman, I thought that I was interested in the healthcare field as well, but then I kind of just branched out into other things. I joined, you know, high school DECA and I joined um, junior achievement. And I think that really just helped me finalize or kind of solidify everything that I wanted to do in the future and kind of just narrowed that path down for me. So I feel like, again, not being afraid to take risks um, is a super important part. Yeah, I couldn't agree with both of you guys anymore, right? That is, that is an excellent answer. And it's funny how you mentioned, you know, the argument, the communication. Unfortunately, that never really goes away all your life as you're working with more people, especially in business, because we're very passionate about what we do. Right. And sometimes you have to take a step back and be like, okay, building or are we destroying? Right. Are we, (laughs) is this getting very unconstructive or is it very constructive? Right. And that's where you have to be very mindful of the things you say, the way you act, your body language, they all matter. And business is not exactly 
straightforward, right? It's a it's very it's a very whiny, wisty, wist, like it's a very whiny turn where it's like ups and downs and left. Sometimes you take one step forward and you take three steps back. And you're like, man, we didn't really get anywhere, <laughs> you know. But the biggest thing is like you have to continue to like communicate, as you said, work together and know that vision of what you're trying to accomplish and pursue. And your answer is that you gave on this podcast is it's identical to like the billionaires and successful entrepreneurs that come onto Asian Hustle Network. So mm-hmm. I really hope that you guys take take a lot from this podcast, you know, and re-listen to it in a couple of years to see how much you have grown. Definitely. It's good. I look forward to it. <laughs> awesome. So the last question is, how can our listeners find out more about Delicious Co. and reach out to you guys? Right. So we do have a company Instagram. It is at Delicious Co. Spells D-U-L-I-C-I-O-U-S-C-O. Delicious Co. And then Hannah, if you'd like to share the other socials, maybe the website. Yeah, we also have a TikTok account that goes by the name of our actual product name. So that's Caseco, C-A-S-E-C-O. And then we also have our website, which is just deliciousco.com. Amazing, amazing. Well, thank you two so much for being on the podcast today. You guys are very impressive and I can't wait to see or check in with you guys in a couple of years. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Of course. Hey guys, we hope you enjoyed this episode. Please subscribe to the show. We would like to get to the top 10 on iTunes, so be sure to leave us a five-star review. We release an episode every single Wednesday, so stay tuned. Thank you guys so much.